California Angels and the City of Los Angeles on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us honor America as Mr. Palazzo will now sing our national anthem. Episode 60 of Tell Me Where to Turn. Let's get that energy level up, bud. Man, this is, uh, I'm not used to being inside your house. It's okay. It's not, it's not juice from me. I need some juice from you guys. (laughs) Get some Rick Ross kicking in here. (laughs) I don't know what I have to do. I don't have to do to get some energy around here. We could have been sitting outside in the rain. Yeah. A lot riskier out there. But you advised as soon as I walked in. It's way too wet. Yeah, I went out there and kind of attempted to dry off a few of the chairs and pretty quickly realized it was as a... It's going to be a no-go. As I once said, it's it's just too wet. Can't have that. So, yeah, episode 60. Um, you can reach show on Twitter at where to turn pod, and you can reach me at Glenn3 underscore 11. You can find me at Tommy2 underscore zero, tweeting now in 280 characters. And you can find me at point break underscore Dave. Did you really get the 280? No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't actually tweeted today, so I don't know. I saw a oh, lot okay. of people were claiming they got it. Because I don't know how random that was or if you needed to have a certain amount of activity or followers or what have you. Or a, a, whole, bunch of, a whole bunch of tweets that end abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> they have some kind of algorithm that figures that out. <laughs> like, this guy needs 280. You didn't see my tweet that was just... 280 eggplant emojis. <laughs> no, that's a great idea. <laughs> I did see the guy. So you know the the uh, tweet that's like the uh, the B and then the lines and then the D on the end of it to make the ween. <laughs> okay. So a guy did that and then he just did the lines <laughs> all the way across and then he did the D at the end and wrote 280. <laughs> after. Man, so nothing, people have no, been doing the 140 character ween. He's done the 280 ween. Nobody, nobody can handle That's real life. Length, what was what to call length and girth. Uh-oh. All right. So last episode, I've got a couple of items we had to clean up. Now apparently, I first segment, first segment of the show is going to be called "Let's Clean Up Last Episode." <laughs> so on Saturday at 3:07 p.m., I got a text message. And that would have been approximately oh, no. a day and a half since the show went live. It's from a guy I'm pretty good friends with at oh, work. Okay. And he said, well, I guess I got a mention on your podcast since I'm the corrective action that you wrote. So... What was the corrective action? We talked about things we had done as managers, and I said I put a guy on corrective action. Well, the guy that I put on corrective action... <laughs> Listener of the show. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Which probably should be bullet point the yeah. first one on, on the uh, written warning, if it was written, um, as to why he's on the correct action. <laughs> oh, believe me. In our company, everything is documented. Okay. No, so no how did verbal. he get through the uh, well force field and disguised? Oh, this guy's in the inner circle. Believe oh, me. Oh, okay. There's an inner circle. He's in it. Oh, all right. Despite the fact that uh, Colin Kaepernick forced me at one point to put him on a corrective action. <laughs> Glenn's down, folks. He's down. Oh. 
Oh no! But man. this, oh, man. this got me. I, uh, I couldn't Glenn, spit up on the rug. Going down on one knee, <laughs> yeah. man. But this did get me reminiscing about a great, a great traveling moment I had with this guy. And, and this is a, I think this will dovetail nicely into what, um, what our good friend Dave was going to clean up as we do. Like I clean up number one, then Dave cleans up number two, kind of a thing. But uh, I was, I was. Um, <laughs> this touches the whole episode because we talked about work conference trips. So I went on a work conference trip with this this guy. Um, didn't have to put him on corrective action after this trip, <laughs> thankfully. But we we um, got sent to a conference, and in our traveling party was a relatively new guy to our company who. Boy, I'm going to be real delicate here. Super nice guy. Love this guy. He was a bit of what we like to call a Muslim. Big fan of this guy. He was just a bit of a Muslim. He's pretty much full-blown Muslim. <laughs> I just didn't know if, like, when he faced east, he yeah. faced oh, yeah. east? He's... Was it like a full rug he rolled out or just like a cloth? He's just a bit Muslim. <laughs> no, no. He had, he had the full luxurious rug in his office. Okay. But seriously... One of the coolest guys I know, very unique guy, had awesome sense of fashion, used to, used to dress like uh, um, mid-80s <laughs> macho man Randy Savage, would wear bright like blue pants and stuff, really cool guy. All right. Had a, uh, had a, a sticker of Don Draper on the outside of his laptop, he was, he was hanging out. Okay, good bits. So I can't say I can't say his name, but basically imagine the most Islamic sounding name you could possibly think of, and that was his name first and last. He's got the name that when they look at like the passenger manifest for the plane, they're like, "Oh shoot, Shabazz Muhammad." <laughs> Pretty much. So we're traveling with this guy, and we we all met up at the airport, and we're getting ready to go through security, and oh, he no. says, uh, and he was very good name. Like did he say, "Hey, watch this." Yeah, he said. Guys, watch this. He goes, you think those TSA checks are random? Watch this. So sure enough, we go up to the thing. My first uh, buddy goes through. <laughs> he goes through. He's probably yeah. He's got you know a pocket knife in his pocket and stuff. They let him go through. They don't even ask him a question. This guy walks up and they're like, "Sir, we're gonna need you to step aside." <laughs> and this happened going and coming back too. Same guy, poor wow. guy. But that's not the story. The story is what uh, what my good friend. Uh, we had to give him a name, our corrective action guy name. We'll call him Franklin. How about that? <laughs> My favorite character from Arrested Development. That yeah. was the puppet, right? Yeah, that yeah. was the puppet. So Franklin uh, has this... Franklin is, is the my go-to resource for all things to do with food. The guy knows every good restaurant in town. He's barbecue expert. Really cool guy. So when we're traveling in New Orleans, he's taking care of where we're going to eat. And he, the whole trip, he's like... I got lunch taken care of the first day. So it's me, him, and <laughs> our other friend. And Shabazz Muhammad. <laughs> Correct. So he's going in, like I said, Shabazz, super nice guy. Like, n- so nice of a guy that he's almost too nice. Yeah. Like, we were at the conference that morning. I got breakfast. I sat down, and I was like, oh, crap, I forgot to get a, a, a spoon or a, a fork to eat my fruit. Before I even finished the words, he was already up getting me one. Like, he's that nice of a guy. Like, too nice. Why are you wasting breakfast on fruit? That's all, they had, it. That's all they had at the Hilton or wherever we were at. They didn't have a carving <laughs> station. They didn't have an omelet station? They didn't have an omelet bar? There was no omelet bar. So, so anyway, so uh, Franklin's taken us to this place that he found at lunch. Franklin, for all of his great qualities, maybe not totally in tune with the idiosyncrasies of Shabazz's faith. As far as dietary restrictions? The place we go, when we walk in, has a giant pig <laughs> on the door. And it says... Is the pig wearing clothes? <laughs> specializing in in-house cured ham is their main meal. So we get in there, and there's... Pretty much nothing you can get except that, except the inaskered him. Well, he's not only not only doesn't realize that this is a huge issue and insensitivity issue with Shabazz. He's just plowing through the line like there's no big deal. We get to the table, Shabazz just got like a thing of potato salad. That's all he could get. 
Still doesn't get it. Wow. Here, have a bite. Yeah. <laughs> and then wow. I, I feel like later that night, he was trying to offer him like a beer. Like, hey, I'll buy you a beer. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. oblivious. So I put him on corrective action. For yeah. That. I mean, it seems like a natural <laughs> natural sequence of events, I would yeah. say. But yeah, we were we were cultural uh, insens- ins- insensitivity. Yeah. Wow, man, I just I just went screensaver <laughs> right there. Wow. But anyways, I, I know I'm not the only one that did some plane travel recently. Yeah. So I don't know why I didn't get into this because it was probably the most intriguing part of the trip was the maybe flight. maybe you went to screensaver. Yeah, the flight out there. So um, flying, uh, you know, to Chicago. Obviously, it's on the company's dime. Not ready to swing first class tickets, but at least getting the uh, exit row, extended leg room, you know, upcharge, economy plus or whatever they call it. So go and I'm I have the window, so I go and sit by the window, and then there's a guy in the aisle, and a little while later, this older probably has to be in her 80s, like lady comes and takes the middle seat. It's a weird thing to do in your 80s. <laughs> 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 most people in their 80s don't do that i don't think oh goodness so um she sits down and immediately starts talking to me other guy was, over the other guy no the other guy she's in the middle oh okay. i'm by the window because that's pretty rude other guy and i i was trying to get in my bag and get my headphones out as soon as i saw this lady obviously but the other guy beat me to it, so she starts talking to me. How Muslim was the other guy? Like a bit? Or like full-blown? He was not at all, best I could tell. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she starts talking to me. One of her first questions is, Hey, do you, looking at the exit window, you think you're strong enough to open that? And I said... We're about to find out. I said... Oh, actually, that was her line. I was like... Uh, said, are you familiar with the deadlift? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I've never opened one. She's like, well, I hope tonight's not the time. But then she uh, she starts talking to me, and I'm you know giving her enough of an answer to be polite, but trying to make it clear that I'm not interested in any way of talking to her. So she's like, oh, well... And she pulls out a book out of her bag. I'm like, okay, good. We got the book. And then she starts fumbling in her bag and looking and looking and looking. And then she leans over and she's like, well, I wanted to read this book, but... I forgot my glasses. I forgot my glasses. Mm. I'm not sure the level of panic Dale Earnhardt had those last (laughs) 10 feet, but I was at that level. You should have just ripped that door off. <laughs> and <clears throat> got a whole reset on the whole flight. She, yeah. she kept talking and then at some point was getting something else out of her bag. And I made the comment of, you haven't died yet. <laughs> I was made the comment of, man, maybe you should give it another look for those glasses. <laughs> Probably in there somewhere. Sure enough, she found them. Huh. Great the rest of the flight. But then, so we land and we're taxiing and it's taken a little while and she's very concerned because she was flying from chicago to somewhere else did you tell her that if she missed her connecting flight that john candy would be there with a rented truck (laughs) that he could gladly drive her the rest of the way i did not that gus smolinski or whatever his name was would be there The polka band the polka king of the midwest right i uh i did not but I'm still trying to figure out if this guy was doing a bit or if he was just an idiot because she was real concerned that she's not going to make her flight because she had like a real short, you know, whatever layover to get to the next flight. And she's standing up and she's like, well, I have to get to what gate are we landing in? I have to get to gate so-and-so and the flight leaves at so-and-so. And this guy's, you know, getting his bag out of the overhead and he looks at her and is like, well... Is that including the time change? We flew Dallas to Chicago. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I kind of looked at him, and then I looked at her, and she's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, listen, guys. <laughs> I may not know much, but... Time zones are not north-south. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't know if she ever made her flight. She may have 
She may no longer be with us, honestly. <laughs> I. It's basically a coin flip. You really feel is. like that she would have wanted you to do this podcast tonight? Oh, I told her. I okay. told her to listen. <laughs> yeah. You tell her to download? Yeah. There's no question. Wow. What is that the cleanup yeah, portion so of the podcast? Like, yeah, we're 14 minutes in. We've now got ourselves fully cleaned, and we can start getting onto new material at this point. How many... Do you want to spend the entire first hour on the anthem or the second hour? Well, I was wondering why you were kneeling down. I... I have the right to take the knee, and think, others have the right to take the knee too. I think a uh, one junior Miller said it best this morning, which is on this whole issue. There's like eighty different positions you can have on it. It's not just yeah one or the other. There's a lot of nuance to this argument. I'm only drawn off sides by anyone who. I'm okay if they want everybody to stand because some people just feel like anthem equals stand. I'm okay with that. But anybody who immediately jumps to look at all these selfish millionaires or look at all these thugs, that's what draws me off sides. <laughs> wow, okay. So I've taken to... Defi- what is thug a euf- euphemism for? Well, that's kind of my point. So I, my point is I, I've grown fairly tired of i mean facebook really has no purpose anymore i'm pretty much done with it yeah but it's apparently really difficult to delete your account so my mission now is basically just to piss everybody off so that everybody just unfriends me (laughs) where it gets to the point where there's zero friends and then it's basically deleted at that point so i've done a bit of trolling of the uh the very uh, staunch stand-up anthem people. But usually with that basis that they've pointed out that I don't want to listen to a bunch of millionaires or I don't want to listen to a bunch of thugs. Well, I was getting I was getting served an ad today when I was thumbing through Facebook that was like a picture of the American flag and it said, I stand underneath. So I think they've already, they've, their marketing's already targeted me as a stander. Wow. Can I ask you, or, and not getting into any of the, you know, reasons or arguments. If you're watching a football game at home and they're doing the anthem... You don't stand. Okay. Nobody does that. <laughs> I didn't no, think so. Well, I don't say nobody. I would say less than 1% of people yeah. actually stand up. Because I've thought of that, too, because some people are like, I would stand however many times and whatever. And I'm like, you know, we have the technology where I can just grab my phone and continually play the anthem over and over and over. And once you don't stand, I'll be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you not? Why aren't you honoring Ben Franklin's ghost right now? But that's what makes me mad is that ben any argument syphilis. that you say for or against it, somebody has the instant, perfect, automatic retort to that. Yeah, and, and I and the one that really bugs me is the like, well, you're telling me when you're in a stadium, you're not looking at your phone during the national anthem, or you know, you're not drinking your beer during the national anthem. Well, how's that less disrespectful than kneeling down? And I'm. It's, My argument to that is I'm not going like, hey, everybody look at me while yeah. I'm intentionally not paying attention. The, the but I also thing, don't feel like paying attention is this sacred thing that we all get on the high yeah. ground of like, well, we always do. Because, I mean, how many racetracks have we been to? There's been a lot of national anthems that I've probably been working on a car during. I've or, been peeing in the trough during a national anthem. I've been doing worse than that. <laughs> I was standing, though. Yeah. I mean, I think... <laughs> And I think the other part is the whole, I mean, kneeling. If you say just you're kneeling, hand over heart, you're looking up at the flag or whatever they've got on the scoreboard, you know, Jumbotron that looks like a flag. What's really, that's just semantics. That's all that is. Now, if somebody is like just sitting down and, you know, just looking down at the ground or they're doing jumping jacks or they're playing an Xbox or something. Right. I, I get that as like quote unquote disrespectful, but if somebody's just kneeling, that's not that big of a deal. Well, and and I think disrespectful is it's very subjective. Well, too. It, but it's subjective too. But like to use your to use your example, I mean, there's people that are just so self absorbed that they just don't care, and they're being disrespectful. And they'd rather play an Xbox than listen to the national anthem. But yeah. then you have people that are you know purposely reflecting on it in a different way. To each their own. I mean, and one thing that was brought up this week, I think it was the the Steelers coach, because they kept all their players in the locker room. Right, the great Mike Tomlin. Which drew a lot of people off sides. But um, the reason they did that is he he told his players, 
basically get your act together and either everybody stand or everybody kneel and they couldn't and they couldn't decide yeah they couldn't decide and he was like i'm not gonna this is not gonna be any half so everybody but roethlisberger and the kicker wanted to (laughs) kneel is that what you're telling me no (laughs) i'm not saying that but they couldn't decide so he said we're not even gonna go out there and he's like just tired of dealing with it and well i'm tired of dealing with it yeah but he even mentioned he was like because he's getting a lot of questions on it and he's like man i'm a coach i gotta worry about I mean, the strategy of the game. Am I going to challenge this? I'm looking at the 25-second play clock. I don't have time to worry about what we're going to do during the anthem. Yeah. He's basically done with it. And just what's kind of funny along those lines is he basically had everyone stay in the locker room just so, like, there wouldn't be anything, like, any questions about it. And now it's been, like, the biggest thing. But one thing he pointed out was, like, it – kind of harkens back to a couple of decades ago, we'll say pre-9-11, which I I didn't really pay attention to this back then, but he said before 9-11, we were never on the field during the anthem. Really? They always had the anthem, and then the players would come out of the locker room. Now, I don't remember specifically, but since he's been coaching for like a generation, I'm going to go ahead and yeah. take his word on it. He's only had three coaches in 50 years. Yeah. That's funny. But it, the fact that the what goes on during the national anthem is even a story is kind of odd too and it just it just goes back to the whole you know media really wanting to sensationalize and publicize everything but it kind of bums me out because honestly like i like to watch sports and racing and stuff so i don't have to hear about politics and that kind of stuff so and i know that's a selfish thing to say but yeah like to some level i'm just like oh i just just don't want to have to think about it yeah i just want to watch the game and i mean i and I get it. Even though what they're doing isn't really interfering with the game at all. It's more just like... It's inferior, interfering with my enjoyment of the game. Because it's talked about every now quarter. That, that's true. Because I was going to say otherwise... If they didn't talk about it constantly, it'd when be it, fine. Yeah, whenever the game starts, just start watching the game about 20 minutes after that. <laughs> and you just fast forward through everything like it never happened. But don't we feel like that this protest this weekend was definitely more against Trump than it was about the yeah. original Kaepernick and I think, inequality I protest? Think Trump's, I think he, what he said was ad-libbed. I don't think that was rehearsed or whatever, but I think this was, this was designed. Oh yeah, he's a, he knows. As goofy as he is, he knows the right buttons to push. Yeah. And he knows how to deflect attention off other things that he doesn't want to be getting attention. Yeah, because everything else that's going on... Right, like the fact that another Republican health care bill completely tanked. And it's barely gotten any coverage. It's crazy, because we're still worried about who's going to link arms and who's going to kneel. And and we're going to revise the tax code, which probably won't... That won't go through either, but... It's going to impact you, man. Do you see what they're doing to those high-income brackets? Look out. I'm going to be all right. Get ready to fork it over some dough, money bags. But if he can deflect it over to yes. American flag, Jesus, bald eagle, Santa, he's going to. And it's, he's going to be fine because it's genius. everybody, well, everybody, everybody that voted for him falls for it. Except for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one. I just want to watch football, man. That's all I want to do. I don't even... <clears throat> I don't want to do this podcast. If we had football on right now, we'd just stop. Be like, 22 minutes and 60 episodes are enough. Do, do, you think, uh, do you think that there's a concerted effort by the NFL owners to keep Kaepernick out of the league? Was Kaepernick, other than that one season, really very good? Um, He had a really good two-year run. Okay. I mean, the year... Man, I'm trying to make sure I don't get my years mixed up. Obviously, the year they made the Super Bowl, and the year after that, he was good. But I think there's a little bit of uh, he's a little bit better version of say Vince Young before they figured him out. Figured him out. Let's just put it this way: if Jameis Winston did the same thing Kaepernick did, Jameis Winston would still be starting QB somewhere because he's I, a much better QB. Yeah, and he's younger too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, there's a lot of we could go down the sports path because there's schematic, you know, uh, details to this. There's salary cap implications that sure. are involved because he ain't. Because I've seen this like, 
well, the owners, what they should do if they're against Trump and all this, they should sign Kaepernick to show that they really support the cause and make him their backup. Well, that guy, gonna, that hurt their cap for that. But that guy is also not signing a one-year minimum deal to be right. somebody's backup. He wants he wants some money. He might need the money. Well, do you buy well, into no. the, do you buy into the conspiracy theory that he didn't start doing that until it was pretty clear he was about to be on his way out, and he he did that as a last ditch effort to maybe I don't. It's like the guy that knows he's about to get fired and suddenly is like, you know, I think I might have a uh, mental illness or I think I might have yeah. a substance abuse problem or something to force field themselves where they feel like know. they can't get fired. I don't know if I absolutely believe Or perhaps believe somebody's it. wife writing a letter. That is, <laughs> but I don't think it's a far-fetched conspiracy to further the cause. Right. I mean, you look at the fact that he opted out of the last deal of his contract for one. And to be honest, for you know what he's speaking for about, et cetera, and the whole black ball, being blackballed by the league. Choose a different term, sir. That, that's a valid term here. I'd just say excluded. <laughs> okay. Uh, now you got me sidetracked. That's okay. Anyway, the cause is furthered by the fact that he's not playing and not signed. Because people can continue but, uh, to come back to if that. If he cares about the cause that much. I mean, I think I think he's genuine. I don't think he, the guy's a fraud. Whether you agree with him or whether you think you know the whole kneeling thing is actually effective, I think the guy is genuine in what he is talking about. That he really believes in it, and he thinks there should be his, more attention to his, it. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you go. I was just gonna say because what gets lost in all this, his original thing was violence against minorities, like police. Violence. I, it was more the police angle. Okay. And I think those cases Is that what it still is? Well, that's I think that's part if if we break in if we dig into is there any holes or problems with this whole thing? I think that some of the confusion is so well, what is, what, is what exactly how is broad it, yeah. is the issue and is the issue so broad that also how long do you I don't even want to call it a protest. You're just kneeling during the yeah. anthem is like a, a, a signal of something I that you have concern about. I how long it is. About. We bet a lot of over-unders on length of national anthems. It's usually about two minutes and 20 seconds. Okay. Depending on who's singing it. Yeah. Do you remember back when was he was... Was it funny in- that Ray Lewis was kneeling? If it's against violence. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Do you remember when they were playing Seattle in the Super Bowl and... Whoa, 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 who was playing Seattle? When San Francisco was playing Seattle. Well, well in the uh, NFC Championship. Let's go ahead and just back up a little bit here. Well, I can correct this quickly. Just edit that out. Just go ahead when and email the, the Musers. Yeah. When they were playing them in uh, baseball. <laughs> in the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> that they were doing the Twitter comparison between him and Russell Wilson the you know, in the week leading up to the game. And it was like... Russell Wilson was at a children's hospital and then it would be like Kaepernick out, you know, getting bottle service somewhere. And they were basically the media was already kind of putting a narrative together that he was like a thug and Russell Wilson was like this really good straight arrow guy. It's a different word. (laughs) That's what they were going with. But then it's just a guy who likes to party. There's an irony in that, that they were already writing him into that role. And then he ends up being this social justice warrior a year later. And Russell Wilson, who's he shagging Rihanna? No. no, I think it's is Sierra. Is that a person? I'm sure it's Ruben, a person. Who's a left-handed power hitter? I'll tell you that right now. A switch hitter, actually. Yeah. Maybe she is too. Yeah. I'm more interested in this story now. We need to research this. It's definitely not Rihanna, though. No, I'm pretty it's sure not it's Rihanna. Not Rihanna. Rihanna. She has bird face. I'm out on Rihanna. Yeah, I don't even know if I can tell you what she looked like. Honestly. That's just a side note. <laughs> She's not in Arcade Fire, so I don't really know much about her. Speaking of that, that's uh, that's where you're headed tomorrow, right? I may be the only one there, apparently. Things aren't going real well in the ticket sale department. Well, how? what's the fire marshal limit on the Panera where this is happening? <laughs> they may be relocating it to the Panera at Preston. And, uh, it's at the AAC, right? Yeah, that might have been a miscalculation. I, that was my curiosity. I don't know if <clears throat> Dave has any comments now. I was just going to say, if they... If they want to boost ticket sales, should they like say they're playing all covers of good bands or? <laughs> because if you wanted a ticket, they're practically giving away for free right now. I've thought about that. Yeah, I don't want one. It seems like Verizon and Grand Prairie is kind of Verizon like the would have been the sweet spot for, for that. Yeah, yeah. 
they Tommy's they, backyard uh, maybe what? <laughs> fit fifty in there. They they do real well on the like festival circuit, but I don't know that they're yeah. enough star power to sell eighteen thousand tickets in Dallas. So they, they do real well at concerts where there's forty other bands people want to come see. <laughs> so if the over under is eight thousand, what do you think? I would say I would say over, but they're but they're getting there late. You know, like they probably didn't have eight thousand sold two weeks ago. I, I was getting emails of like two for one, twenty dollar tickets, and I, I feel like an idiot because I spent, I bought them on the presale. Like that's how bad I was. Well, yeah, I, that's a pretty yeah, big it was miscalculation. Pretty it, it, it was. I, I'm pretty sure if you just show, they probably don't even check tickets at the door. You just show up, you probably just walk <laughs> in. Come. Now, in their defense, Kiss is playing the Irving Convention Center tomorrow night, and I'm sure that that's going to really draw down the crowd. So, oh, man, what yeah, a beating. I'm sure there's a lot of overlap in that <laughs> yeah. diagram. Yeah. Just tons. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a little bit of a depressing affair, but I'm still going. Well it's not so much their fault. I mean, who's headlining? <laughs> maybe maybe they'll have like a Mavs D League game <laughs> afterwards. I think it's Mavs man. You're just doing dunks. <laughs> Off like a What's the red panda's triple? <laughs> yeah, the red panda comes out. Dude, oh. If she was there it would sell out. Speaking of just giving away concert tickets. I can't remember if we've talked about this before. Did you guys go to Rockfest at the Speedway in like 97? Was that the one that turned into like an orgy? <laughs> I didn't experience that part of it. But oh, you didn't? No. 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 Uh, no. Trust me. I feel like something happened at the Speedway where they said no more concerts ever. And it was around that time. Man. I'm trying to think of those last one there. The Texas Motor Speedway? Yeah. yeah. They, that they, was around in 97? This is like year yeah, one? I think it was year yeah, one or year two. This may be the 20-year anniversary, actually. That sounds right. But I went to that. I remember it was... There were bands all day. But I think the... It was Counting Crows and No Doubt and Bush were the... Those are the three primary bands. So, but it was like this. Counting Crows, No Doubt, and Bush. It, I've seen one of those three. I I will bet a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. I was gonna guess No Doubt and Wife Driven. No, saw the Counting Crows. No Doubt. Not that bad. Ooh, Not wow. that bad. Yeah, pretty good. But I I went to this. But you mentioned free tickets like this, and that was one of those things they announced this concert. It's got like. You know, however many bands on the bill. It's at the new Speedway, and people were just jumping at it. Like, I got to get tickets to this, you know, day one. <laughs> they were just trying to get people in the stadium and get as many people as possible because it was kind of a publicity right. thing. Yeah. Like, hey, we had 150,000 people there. I got free tickets for buying, like, tacos at a Taco Bell <laughs> oh, no. on the day of the concert. And you went? Yeah. We, I had to work that morning, you know, like into the afternoon, umpiring baseball games. It was when I was in college. And there was like four of us. And we got off work. We went to Taco Bell. They were handing out free tickets as long as you bought something. And we were like, eh, let's just go wow. ahead and drive to the Speedway and just go to the concert. Man, what a free That's and easy life. Noise. What a life. So how uh, Lava Cantina is this? You know what band I'm going to see in November? Oh, man. Gotta think of, uh... Have we mentioned him on the show? No, like, it's in that realm of the bands we joke about, but this one's never come up. Okay. Are they playing at the Lava? Uh, no. Okay. They're actually playing at a venue that I had to purchase tickets to go to. Is it Seven Mary Three? Well, I want to know what the venue is, because that'll help me guess. I think the Bomb Factory? Okay. Um, it is three words. I've got AIDS. <laughs> the classic 90s band, Our Lady Peace. Oh, wow. I'm interested in that. Yeah. I didn't know That's that. Still... 20, 20th anniversary of Clumsy. Wow. They had a few tracks that I yeah, was I was pretty not big a, fan of. Was, that's actually, of everything you could have said, that's actually not... That piques my interest. Better than Sponge? Are you familiar with their work? No. What about Squeeze? What about Snot? Are you familiar <laughs> no. with them? Underrated band. Everybody look it up. <laughs> is that one of your death metal junk? Uh, it's kind of a... Uh, this is not a compliment, I don't think. 
but my my whole bit back in the late nineties was it was it was a better version of Limp Biscuit. <laughs> but the lead singer died in a car accident. So, oh yeah, uh, indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> no, Ken, <laughs> Ken Schrader was not involved. So that guy and Dale Senior. Uh, yeah. So before we segue into job talk. Can I quick hit something real fast? <laughs> then I want to quick hit something because job talk will probably take longer. You're a quick hit after his quick hit? <laughs> yeah. So I, he cleaned up after I cleaned up. And now I'm going to quick hit. Man. So I'm not... I want to I want to preface this by saying I'm not going to buy a new car. But <laughs> there was a minute this week where I thought about doing it and I've decided it's a bad idea. But I had the opportunity to interface with a car salesman for a couple days um, over the phone. A couple days? Yeah, so I uh, he moved in. What? what just wait, just wait. There's a good, there's a good payoff here. So, guy was a little, little too chatty, a little too conversational. Was his last name Cooley? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't Clay. It was Chase. Cooley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So they he had collected the information on the car I wanted to trade in and he was going to go do some research to see how much they could give me for the trade and then there was two different models of car I was interested in buying so he was going to he was going to run some numbers so the guy had been quite persistent because it was one of those things where our initial contact was I was just looking at something and they somehow figured out my phone number and started calling me so they have good marketing but I was a. I don't know if call that marketing, but okay. Stalking. Because when I track down people's phone numbers, it's not to market to them. Just send them a ween pick. <laughs> I guess it is kind of marketing. Well, he sent me one, and it was great. <laughs> I appreciated it. It's a visual uh, medium, I guess. Yeah. But he was he was very very persistent, very persistent. And then I give him all the information, and then he said, uh, "I'll call you back." And he, had, I was busy at work. And I said, "Can you call me at five fifteen? And he said, "Yeah, I'll call you at five fifteen. Well, he never called. And then I get a call about 7.30 from a number I don't recognize. And he said, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I had written your phone number down on a piece of paper. And I've lost the piece of paper. And then I... Or I I've just been randomly <laughs> dialing numbers. I finally found you. No, I think he said, I thought I had lost it. And then I went home. And then I had somebody go that was still there go to my office. If I, he had this like real bizarre story. And, it was, and I told him, I said, I, well, I, it's, you know, I'm... Deal with my kids. Call me tomorrow. And he said, okay, what time do you want me to call? And I said, call me at 9.15 tomorrow. He said, okay. Well, 9.15 goes by this morning. It was this morning. Phone never rings. So about 10.50, the phone rings, and it's the guy. So he's, he's just totally blown it off. And he leaves a voicemail. He's like, I'm so sorry. You know, please call me back. You know, I've got everything you need here. So I call him back. And Sucked he- your phone number in a clock. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you were about to get to an excuse I've never heard before. So I, I call him back a, about 30 minutes later when I got out of the meeting I was in. And, you know, he's immediately apologetic. And he says, hey, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry. I, I know I said I'd call you at 915. I'm not going to lie to you. What do you think his excuse was? Diarrhea. <laughs> Hungover. No. Hungover well, diarrhea. No. He said, I fell asleep at my desk <laughs> and I just woke up. Wow. <laughs> and he said, I've got a little bit of insomnia I only slept two hours last night. And then he threw in the odd detail of, I really can't believe that they haven't fired me yet. Because <laughs> apparently he was just snoring at his desk and somebody came by and woke him up. Well, so I think there's a lot of downtime at car dealerships. I don't know, but he fell asleep at his desk. I think as long as you meet the number of cars quota for the month. Yeah. I don't know that everything well, He didn't else meet it with this matters. guy. A little I, bit of insomnia. I mean, I have... I have couple members of my family that, that sell cars for a living and they'll talk about like days they have to be there but the weather's really bad or whatever and nobody's coming in and they're there for like 10 or 12 hours and they're like uh i got a story that somebody spent the entire day just researching the entire oj simpson case <laughs> like they could tell me anything they're about ready to case. retry it yeah because they spent 12 hours researching it and going through documents would, and stuff. I would actually kind of love a job. I imagine how good I'd be at fantasy baseball and stuff. Man, that's so many hours, though. Yeah. It's and, like 70 And you're not plus getting, really getting paid, right? I mean, that's like... Uh, well, I mean, if it depends where you're at. Okay. 
And I mean, like what paid, you do, your your bulk of your income comes from closing deals, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can't just hang out and be like, eh, if I sell one car all month, I'm still okay. They would just literally fire you. Okay. Literally. But what if you fell asleep at your desk? As long as you're selling, what what if he's selling cars the other half of the day? They're probably like, I don't care. Take his pants off. <laughs> you could, they could be part or full Muslim. I don't care. A little bit. Listen. I'm a little bit of an insomniac and a little bit Muslim. <laughs> Is that going to be a problem for you? What do you think about the anthem? <laughs> so this kind of, speaking of possible uh, expenses when it has to come to cars, I got a red light ticket in the mail. Don't pay it. You ever got one of those? Yeah. I got the video pulled up on my phone. You guys have to tell me what you think. All right. Is it just completely blatant? The light's green. It's okay, yellow. So here's There's my you. car. That's bullshit. That's pretty close. Can we get a look at that in slow-mo? Yeah, What's let's, the let's deal? Let's go back. If you're across the line. I think you just got to get one tire over that line. So there's my car yeah, right All there. you got to do is break the plane. Here we go. It's... Oh, no. Oh, hold on. Back up hold on. Let's back up. Nobody. Oh, now we have an error message. We have notifications. I've never seen a picture like that. <laughs> oh, we've lost it. Oh, no. Oh, that video's been taken down. This <laughs> is Trump's oh, America. I don't know what happened. No, but if you... Uh, here, we have the still shot here. So, that's me. It's pretty red. I feel like this is one of those situations where whatever the call on the field is, there's not enough evidence to overturn it. I have heard... So if they called you safe there, you're not getting turned over there. I have heard rumors that the red light camera tickets aren't really enforceable. Well, it's, it's weird because the letter, um, whatever that website is, it's like photo something. Hold on just a second. I like that website. <laughs> Photo notice, but it's oh, not yeah. even it's not even like a dot gov. It's photo notice dot No, it's a third party. Yeah, that they like basically it and they take a big to, yeah, hit of it. Yeah. Basically they get all the tickets and then like, oh, we think we can get enough people to pay yeah. them that it's worth it. But they will absolutely turn you over to collections if you don't pay it. And I think that's that the, is the risk you don't want to run. Now, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna go to jail. They're not gonna put a warrant out for your arrest or points on your license, but they might screw with your credit. If we, uh, I was going to go to court and here was going to be my argument. Oh, sorry. My argument. Cause if you watch the video, which we lost, it's, it's pretty red. So my argument was going to be not that I was already in the intersection, but it was so red. I thought it was about to turn green again <laughs> <laughs> and see if they buy that. Dude, this is, if you just wanted, if you didn't care about the money at all and just wanted to waste everyone's time, that. And maybe waste a bailiff's time while you're at it. Why not? Ask him some questions. Be the second person on the podcast to do that. I did attend a, uh, a town hall within our company. It was, it was local here, you know, downtown. Within your town? Yeah. Uh, but it was an executive in our company who's literally like one step from the very top. And he was like, yeah, I really want this so to be... So it's like Jared and then this guy? Yeah. Or, is, or we don't talk about Jared anymore. No. Sorry. And he was like, hey, I want this to be, you know, I don't want to just stand up here and talk. You know, I didn't prepare anything specific. Yeah, I've got somewhat of an agenda, but I want this to be driven by questions. And he almost directly said, <laughs> any <laughs> questions are okay. And this is the reason, like, I will never be... As successful as this guy, or even close to it, because other questions were, you know, how will the changes he was talking about would would affect, you know, how the organization is structured, how career advancement works within the company, how you know stock price will be affect affected, things like that. And the first thing I'm thinking of is the sun <laughs> and space. That's that's all. And I'm thinking, Tell me you didn't ask. No, I did not ask that. <laughs> But it's the only thing I thought of. None of these other things, when they're asking these questions, like those are actually good ideas. But how cold is the sun? <laughs> and do we know? Do we know? have no care about the actual things that will affect your future and your ability to retire gracefully. Yeah. Don't care. So speaking of work, did, uh, did you quit your job this week? 
Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay, because I be, didn't quit. It'd be really my job. awkward if I showed up tomorrow after that. Yeah, well, I didn't quit my job this week. I may have quit my job oh. today. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Indeed. So, did you show the whole ween, <laughs> or just the balls? Um, <clears throat> they, they probably saw all of it. No, man, big day. Where am I getting my free Arby's now, dude? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll. Grab some of my way out. To get all kinds so did of you beef quit or was this pods? involuntary? Huh, no, this was completely voluntary. Completely so there was voluntary. no situation where you were refusing to leave? No. Okay. Voluntary to the point where they were trying to get me to stay. And I said, no. Forcefully? No. Somebody blocked the door? They did the... Uh, you gave him notice though, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'm still going in for a few more He weeks. gave him notice this morning. He said, look... Today's going to be my last day. Like 11.45. I'm, <laughs> I'm giving you seven hours notice. Headed to Twin Peaks and that's it. If you need any work from me done, you better send it to me in the next hour. Yeah. So, so are you going to just pack it in on, during your notice period? Well, since we're all uh, fans of The Shield, I'll be going with what's known as the Billings Minimum. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great reference. Man. And a good... Uh, it's a good episode title, too. <laughs> Got that figured out. Um, no, I mean... I, so where are we headed? You we are... Um, well, I don't want to be too specific. There are... There's a city south of us that's about a three-hour drive. Mexico City. <laughs> three hours? Are you going to work Maybe for... your alma mater is there. Are you moving to Austin? No, but I am working for a company in Austin. That I am going to work remotely out of my home and then go down there a few times a month. Uh, this interests me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever want to go to a game, let me know. Uh, of course I want to. I don't <laughs> think I want to even need to let you know. So you're going to go down there and go to the home of Chewy's and Torchy's Tacos. and I went down there to sign my offer letter the other day and went to Torchy's while I was down there. Not bad. Fascinating. So how's that going to work? So you, your whole company's in Austin? Yeah. So yeah. you're the only person not in Austin? I am the only one. Well, there's going to be some resentment real soon from that. Yeah. This guy thinks he's too good to yeah. move to Austin. Yeah. Probably so. I like to tell those people, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> So, you, but you will have to drive down there some. Yeah, I think um, actually for the first like few weeks, I'm going to be down there basically the whole week. Uh oh, for like three weeks, and then after tear, that, tear it up. <laughs> after that, it's going to be just kind of trips here and there throughout a month. Prepare for the blurred out pictures of Point Break Dave with Ricky Williams <laughs> at some random Sixth Street venue. Vin, Vince and Matthew and. <laughs> He's going to be wearing Matthew McConaughey's leather jacket. So is, is, the, uh, is, the, is the office like downtown Austin or is it outskirts of Austin? Um, or do you even know? It's, it, it's definitely not downtown. I'm not sure how far I was from downtown. Like north of downtown? or I'm not really sure. How far of a drive is it? It was off your the Mopac. <laughs> That's the only road I know. I don't know. That sounds familiar. It's the one they call it. Mopac. Oh, okay. You but never, got, not, you never got in the highway when you were there for four years. He just rode his bike around yeah. campus. Kidding? Free spirit. All I had was a bike and an acoustic guitar and dreadlocks <laughs> and a frisbee. <laughs> yeah, frisbee's a big player in Austin. Let me tell you, everywhere I went, people were throwing those dang frisbees around. Was it in a golf type setting? No, but I think no. that is pretty big. I think froth is a pretty big thing down there too. Froth's pretty fun. Really? I've never played froth. Maybe they can find somebody that can throw that frisbee really far and slap a helmet and chin strap on him and put him behind center. It's kind of. And the more Vince Young, the better. Interesting. So how how far of a drive is it from your door? Um, door to door, it took me. Uh, actually, I I had to stop. Did you, did you have to go poop? Did you stop? At, there's a good Bucky's on the way down there. I saw it. I didn't stop there. It's not crowded either. It didn't look crowded. No, it's it's per, a perfect place to stop. I did go drop, drop a load. No, well, obviously, <laughs> and then go inside. <laughs> I know I did have to do that, but I did. Best advice I've ever heard in my life was the Dan McDowell. You find the hotel 
Oh, I've done this. And you before. go and you use the lobby bathroom. Yeah, you just act like you just you act, act like, like you know you're where you're going. going to your room. Yeah, and if you even want to kick it up a notch, which is what I did, I pulled in, had my laptop bag in the seat next to me, threw that over the shoulder, walked in there. It's like, hey, this guy's going to his room. He's got his little yeah. Bag. This guy's going to rub one out in the bathroom <laughs> on our free Wi-Fi. <laughs> one of the two. Either way, but they probably had plenty of both half of that. <laughs> We, yeah. ran, we ran across that, it was sometime this year, we were traveling with the kids, and the oldest had to go, like, immediately. So we pull over, and the first place off the highway is a Motel 6, and the wife takes the kid in there and tells him, like, he, he's got to go to the bathroom or whatever. Like, Why I, would you tell them that? Just go well, to the bathroom. Yeah. Or did she want a room? <laughs> but the, thing was, the thing was, either they didn't, I can't remember if they didn't have one, or they only had one that was behind, like, the employee area. Ooh. And they were very much like, no, he can't use it. And my wife is like, he's like four. He's not He's not 34 trying to go in there and, and ruin your septic system. He's four years old. So they wouldn't let her use it. So she rolls back out and... Uh, right in the lobby. No, she rolls back out. We walk her out the door. He, she just faces him right towards the building. Just pisses all over their hotel. Oh, <laughs> I rolled down the window. She's like, she wouldn't let him use the bathroom. Like, yep. <laughs> That's Sounds obviously like, the logical next step. Absolutely. He's not going to pee in his pants. Take it out on Motel 6, which I've stayed in one before. Uh, it's not too bad. I was a little scared. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. What city? It was in. It was the night that I was driving all the way back, trying to drive all the way back from Destin, Florida to Dallas oh, is that the overnight. Flight? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And we were about three to four hours out, and decided that we would just stop somewhere and sleep for a little while. And if you're gonna send in all the receipts, why weren't you at a nice? We just stopped somewhere, Marriott. and there was three of us. And we stopped to get a room, and then the guy behind the desk was like, "How many rooms do you need?" And I was like, "I oh, would just need one." And he kind of looked at us like, "Huh." All right. <laughs> Be about well, the same as that time. Tommy, I went with Tommy to buy a mattress because he was not getting it delivered. We were putting it in his truck and like we're in there like looking at mattresses together. Here, like, lay down king size mattresses. See how that feels like when uh, the weight transfers. <laughs> this is my this is my favorite story. <laughs> it was pretty great. How do you, I don't he gets more of a kick out of that. I don't think I don't think there's anything weird about that. Oh, there's nothing weird about it. We just went and bought a mattress. No. What is that? You got to have a buddy to help you lift the mattress. Yeah. You're like, okay, now that you've laid down your back, now lay down on your stomach. Yeah. What does that feel like? <laughs> Perfectly, these are perfectly natural things. Just got to check it out. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Wait, I'm, 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 I'm happy for you, Dave, but I'm also intrigued by how that's going to work out. I think we might need to get an update on that. I'm sure. I'll tell you this. I think I'll have some good updates on... Because... As we established last episode, I've been at the company I'm leaving for a little over eight years, which is the most junior in this room. Easily. So are you predicting failure for them now? Oh, yeah. No, that place is going to go bankrupt within a week. But yeah. um, no, so none of us have had new be the new guy at work experience in a very long time, and I'm about to have it. Yeah, so so that got me thinking. You're working at home, though. That's do, a little. That's a different dynamic. People dynamics. that work in Austin get to work from home. It doesn't sound like. Oh it. no! This could be more heated than you're expecting it to be. I'm, I might get some legitimate heat. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. So they're gonna let a guy that lives hundreds of miles away <clears throat> work from home, and the people that live in town can't. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Interesting. But you know what? And. I mean, it may be different since you guys work for very large companies, but at the company I work at now, I never get to work from home, and we have people that live in other states that do. Obviously, they don't have offices there, so they work from home. I think that's different, though. And maybe that's the whole, if someone in Austin asks about it, they're like, well, we don't have a location in Dallas. Yeah. Move to Dallas, and then you can work from home, too. That's a good there point. You go. But it's, I mean, should we, as a company, should we limit ourselves to only the talent here? If we find the best candidate and they happen to live two hours away. Like we just this have to company say, did. Well, 
we can't hire them. They saw that Point Break Dave resume. Oh. And they're like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> they they had to do a cleanup. <laughs> yeah. There was excessive wetness there too. Bullet point seven appears on podcast. They're like, that's there is no interview process. No. Like that'd be a good icebreaker for your coworkers. Just send them the link to the show and yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Would well, you want to tell uh, tell Glenn the anecdote you told me about the? Uh, oh yeah, the one guy that you met. There's one guy there. I hope Glenn doesn't get insecure. He's got. Much bigger lats. Oh no! This guy is like a like young Lou Ferrigno. Oh no! So he's deaf. (laughs) No, well, I don't know. I talked to him. (laughs) (laughs) He seemed like he could hear me just fine. The funniest, the funniest part about it was, I mean, and it's not like a wow that guy you know lists rates. It's like that guy was probably like competitive at some point like just ridiculous so he can't really straighten his arms no i mean just very t-rex like yeah like the biggest guy i've ever seen and um we were sitting there and that guy and another guy are actually guys i'm going to be working with a lot so i just went up there and signed the offer letter and then was kind of hanging out talking to him and uh the guy that runs the company was like hey you know after you get guys get done talking before before Point Break Dave heads back, why don't you all go grab lunch or something? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And then the huge guy was like, yeah, he's like, I, I don't eat normal food. And I kind of <laughs> looked. just <laughs> eats at GNC. <laughs> I kind of looked back, and he did. He had like a huge uh, canister of, I mean, I'm sure it was. Instead of pig. It's <laughs> <laughs> right above but his desk. He, it was weird. He also had like the... Uh, <clears throat> I'm talking not talking like the little lunchbox size cooler. Like he had like an over the shoulder, like you would take to like a oh. festival cooler. And you full of raw imagine. eggs, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Chicken, you know, he protein. Gets the, the protein farts that smell just oh, horrible. Man. Surely they've got like a special bathroom that only he uses. <laughs> I do think it's funny that he pointed out to you that I don't eat like a normal person. <laughs> That's ex- that was the exact quote, and I I almost said. Yeah, I figured, but yeah. I kept that to myself. Well, he's just keeping Austin weird. This dude, he That's is. Always doing. But what's funny is when I, uh, when I'm down there for an extended period of time, when I'm first starting out, you're I'm staying gonna, with him. I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna need. I'm gonna. I'm probably not gonna go like three weeks without at least going to the gym a couple times. So I need yeah. to. So maybe I should. Have, they wouldn't let me in the gym that guy works out at, would they? Oh yeah, no, no, no. The, the gym that guy works at, you're not. Yeah, I'm you not, can't right. even. I'm not getting through the you front get door. Invited I don't to think that so. Gym. Yeah. So I'm just gonna have to find like a curves or something down there. <laughs> this would be an interesting. This would be an interesting to see how you survive down there without without a family and any responsibilities. The, the thing can you that, imagine how many hamburgers he's going to eat? And <laughs> it's going to be like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, hamburger and ranch dressing. Sounds like heaven. The worst part about it is I'm, I'm going the wrong way. Like if I was, if this job was like in Denton or Sherman or someone that was real close to the Windstar, oh. I was there well, without a family for a month. That would be something. Yeah. I'm down in Austin. I don't even like Austin. All right, I'm gonna be sending that this just this last minute to the company. Just let them know how you feel about their home about, city. About Austin, yeah. Austin, Austin's not bad. Traffic problems. I'll tell you this: the last lasting memory I have of Austin is I was down there with a friend of mine that actually lives down there, and we had gone down to the whatever Sixth Street and whatever that other street is area. Seventh. Mm. I don't know. I only went to school there for four years, so. (laughs) Yeah. And we're walking back, and about, (laughs) I mean, close, like 20 feet in front of us, there's a large, most likely, I'm guessing, homeless person walking in front of us, and middle of the sidewalk, drops their pants. Number two? <laughs> Diarrhea. Oh, no. All over the oh, sidewalk. No. Just a pile of it. He might have just not been able to find a Motel 6. <laughs> just 
pulls up his pants, no attempt at any type of cleanup. Kind of turn around, smile a little bit. <laughs> and just kept walking. Like, it was basically like, like if you just stopped for a second to look at your phone and then kept walking, that, that nonchalant just dropped. I like that guy's style. Diary everywhere, wow. back up, keep walking. Like, now we're like, it's kind of dark. Like, <laughs> we're just going to cross the street. We're not going to risk. Yeah. Man, stepping in the excrement. Oh, my gosh. It was so nasty, dude. Isn't ACL coming up pretty soon? A couple weeks. But you're not going to nope, this year? not going. Just because the chili peppers are there? Because of Jay-Z and the chili peppers. Arcade Fire's playing. <laughs> no, they're not playing. They're playing here tomorrow. The first it's ACL gonna... ever. There's like 10 people there. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs>